This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokoklela. Do Gary and do to our podcasters and to our guests and every single person who's streaming in right now. Yeah, the single ones and the married ones. Oh, right? yes. Today's, on today's show, we're discussing the auto amendment bill. What's and absolute? whether and whether lines you can lose your driving your driving license because you haven't paid e tolls. Sure, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Was yeah, yeah, a lot of baloney, you may say, because none of us are sure of what's going on. Can you lose your license or not? Well, there's one man in this country who says he knows the answer. He is regarded as South Africa's expert on road traffic legislation. Mm-hmm. He's Howard Dembowski and today we're going to get the answer straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Welcome Howard Dembowski from the horse, horse himself. From the horse, horse himself. This one now, hopefully it is the horse's mouth and not the horse's arse. <laughs> <laughs> How about, yeah. how about we go there? <laughs> Lines, Howard is regarded as South Africa's expert on road traffic yes. legislation. Everyone knows that. Uh, that sounded a bit like you saying uh, neighing, you know, nay, nay, nay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you where the horses behind actually comes from, to be very honest with you. Um, it comes from that announcement that was made on Monday last week while we were all having a wonderful public holiday and um, it was made by a politician for some obscure reason and then it became clear during the week what that obscure reason was and it was that that politician and Arta had attended a public hearing on the Arta Amendment Bill and they asked a direct question of a chap by the name of Tabo Tolotsani, who is the chief operating officer for the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. And that question was, can you have demerit points applied to your driving license if you don't pay e-tolls? And Tabo, being who he is and what he is, said yes, because he's an ignoramus with all (laughs) due respect, (laughs) and I'm being very polite. The fact is that under the current Auto Act and Schedule 3 of the Auto Regulations, drivers of heavy goods vehicles may have a point applied against their driving license with respect to uh, driving on a a toll road without paying toll. Ordinary drivers may not. So they're two different charges. And incidentally... In December 2015, the Department of Transport published a proposed amendment to the auto regulations removing that demerit point for heavy goods vehicles. So guess what? It was all a load of horses behind. (laughs) Horses. 
feces. Went with a better word. But at least we've created a show and got you here. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to get you here. Yes, indeed. But 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 you know, this is all assuming that this this auto amendment bill actually makes it to be signed by off by the president. Well, haven't there been hearings all over the place? What's going on? Yes, indeed. Believe it or not, it was passed by a vast majority in the National Assembly in September last year. Mm-hmm. Um, at, and then it gets referred to the National Council of Provinces because it affects each province. Mm-hmm. And to think that the, the National Council of Provinces is just going to simply rubber stamp this thing, like I think government is actually hoping it will, um, is a little bit ambitious. Let's put it that way. Mm. The other thing that I find absolutely astounding is that the Auto Act and the Auto Amendment Bill are being presented as this is the points demerit system, people. It's nothing else, Mm. which is a very clever tactic on the part of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency because it has a vested interest in this going through. The Road Traffic Infringement Agency is a state-owned enterprise. And that enterprise is funded by the payment of traffic fines. Mm -hmm. And that enterprise is given extraordinary powers to coerce the payment of traffic fines from people. Mm. Now, the Auto Amendment Bill deals – in fact, there's actually one section in the Auto Act and the Amendment Bill that deals with demerit points. The remainder, the other – 35 sections of the Arta Act deal with how we are going to fund this extraordinary uh, entity called the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. And that is the most interesting part of the whole thing because they take the prosecution of road traffic offenses and they turn them into an administrative process where essentially and and I'm actually not kidding when I'm saying this, and I'm not being facetious or sarcastic. Traffic fines are converted into little more than invoices which motorists must pay. Mm. And that, in my view, is a very, very dangerous place to be going. Mm. The reason for it is, believe it or not, under the Arta Amendment Bill, The service of the infringement notice, in other words, the initiation of legal proceedings, may be achieved by sending you an email, SMS, posting it on your Facebook profile, sending you a WhatsApp, putting it on Instagram, you name it. It's better than registered posters, isn't it? It's a load of absolute (laughs) crud. The fact is, imagine, in fact, you don't have to imagine, I have lodged an application against the Minister of Transport. Yes, I know about that, yeah. And let's say I've emailed it. Do you think that the Minister of Transport, the State Attorney, and all of the fancy law firms that these people employ are going to say, no, 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 that's fine. You can email it to us. Or put it on your Facebook page. Mm. Wouldn't or that for, be nice? Put it on so the everyone department. can see who's suing Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Fact is yeah. that... There is currently no legal process in South Africa 
that may be started by electronic means. None whatsoever. Yes, you can issue things like Section 129 this is not, documents. This is only a bill. It's not your law yet. So we just got to make that correct. clear. Yeah. It's correct. not. It's not. And people like you are objecting to all this. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, people like me. Well, there are uh, not okay. many like you. but uh, No, there aren't. Uh, this, pe- this people yeah. like me that's <laughs> taking this matter to court is not taking the Auto Amendment Bill to court. I'm taking the Auto Act to court mm. because, let me tell you right now, that regardless of, of the amendments that are contained in the Auto Amendment Bill, the Auto Act it itself is unconstitutional. And let me tell you why it's unconstitutional. A thing called an enforcement order may be issued against any person who has an infringement notice issued against their particulars and that person takes no action. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it constitutes when I say you, Mr. Hertzberg, failed to come to a complete stop at a stop street? Is that an allegation on my part or is that a fait accompli? And I would like an answer. Allegation. What does it say in the Constitution in, in Section 35? Uh, no, innocent until proven guilty. Is Thank that, you. Yeah. Where does this process of innocent until proven guilty come in? In the Auto Act, I'll tell you where it comes in. Nowhere. And the Auto Amendment Bill now seeks to remove the courts entirely. So you may not even elect to be tried in court. Well, that's, wow. un- that's unconstitutional, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go, go further. Mm. They say in the Auto Amendment Bill that you must make a written representation to a representations officer employed by the state-owned enterprise. And if you're not happy with the outcome of that, then you may appeal it to a yet-to-be-established tribunal comprising nine, nine persons, including the chairperson. I ask you with tears in my eyes, how is a single tribunal going to be able to do a better job than more than 700 lower courts in South Africa Mm. in adjudicating these matters? That's the first thing. It's a fair point. The second thing is that in the Auto Amendment Bill, you have 30 days from the date on which your um, representation is rejected to uh, apply for this tribunal to hear your story mm. and it must be accompanied by a fee to be prescribed by the minister mm. now if this is the same minister who decided to put up licensing transaction fees by 71% this year mm. you might not have noticed it because you might not have renewed your vehicle license disc mm. but it's gone from no, I did. 36 rand <laughs> To, uh, to 72 rand. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, it's gone from 42 to, to 72. It's it completely crazy. Mm. And the fact is, what is to stop the Minister of Transport prescribing? That's fine. The fee to be paid by, uh, to the tribunal for them to listen to your story is 50, 100%, 200% of the actual original traffic fine. Mm. Yeah, the uh, Howard the points demerit system has been on the table for I don't know how many years. Since 1998, this yeah. bill 
was yeah. passed in 1998. What, what is what is ever going to happen to it? Will it ever come into law? Or what, what what do you think? Let me ask uh, you. Uh, yeah. I'm going to yeah, answer a question with a question. I don't know question. the answer. No, no, no. Let me yeah. answer a question with a question. Why do we need to change the entire manner in which people are prosecuted for road traffic offences in order to create a points demerit system? Why can't we just write a few regulations into the National Road Traffic Act that deal with with demerit points? Mm. I'll tell you why. Because that's not the objective. The objective is actually not to suspend your driving license. And this might come as, as a shock and a surprise to you. But only 50% of the road traffic offences actually carry demerit points. The remainder don't carry any. Mm. What they carry is financial implications. And that's where the money comes in. That's it. Mm. The majority of people, and, and I can say this as, as a matter of fact, that the majority of people who get speeding fines from these happy snappies hiding in the bushes um, – <laughs> Get speeding fines for exceeding the speed limit by between 11 and 15 kilometers an hour. Mm. There are no demerit points for that. Mm. That's just subject to a fine. And believe it or not, um, the way back when, in 2010, the JMPD was pushing for demerit points in relation to camera speeding fines to be removed entirely. Mm. Why? Because it's a money-making racket. Well, what's the current on these cameras? Sorry? What's the current position on these cameras? The ones that are at traffic lights, the ones yep. that they use, the happy snappers, as you call them? Yep. Well, what's going on? Because there was a problem once with the, they couldn't pay the supply or something? What was, no, no, no. no. What, what happened with the city of Joburg hmm. is that the contract had been extended with their particular contractors yeah. Too often, mm. and was they weren't capable of extending it again. So what's happened? Uh, please don't believe that there are no speed cameras around. There are in in, in Joburg, by the mm. way. Okay, they they're using something called, that they call the Cyclops because they like giving these things stupid names. But in, in any event, um, this has been instituted in in terms of a, a, a regulation thirty uh, thirty two agreement between. Johannesburg and Ekerelini and Sintel is the beneficiary of this thing where it doesn't go to proper tender. Mm. What happens is that Joburg picks up a part of the unused capacity of Ekerelini and institutes these things. Mm. And Sintel has been the, the chosen beneficiary. So my, my view is that should not be allowed because it is actually circumventing uh, the PFMA. But in any event, it's part of the PFMA. Howard, sorry, there's so much I want to ask you. Mm. What's the current position on prosecutions for non-payment of e-tolls? Is there is there a position? Yes, there is a position. Mm. Sanral would not like to see any of these matters end up in a criminal court because then they are in trouble. Mm. But what they've been doing is that they've been issuing civil summonses to people and they have, in under one occasion, if I remember correctly, got a default judgment against a person for debt. That means he didn't defend it and he didn't pay it. He just neglected it. That's it. So they got a judgment. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else who has defended in, or, or put in notice of intention to defend, yes. it's gone nowhere else. Do they, do they pursue it or do they drop then it? That's when it comes to a standstill. Mm. 
Okay, why? Sanro is a filthy organization when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> Seriously, they've, they, they've, they've got a terrible reputation and they've earned every bit of it. The mm. fact is that they do not want these matters to end up in a court where an actual hearing takes place. Mm. Because the second that happens, they have to come along and say why it is that they are in direct contravention of the uh, Electronic Metre uh, Metrology Act. Oh, sorry, the Legal Metrology Act. Insofar as their cameras do not have type approval certificates and they've admitted it and they actually applied to the regulator for exemption and that exemption was declined. Mm. And that Legal Metrology Act says that if you use electronic equipment, equipment for any measurement, you must have a type approval certificate. Mm. And what... Can we sit back as South Africans comfortably and say we, we're never going to pay e-tolls? And that's one question. Second, Ooh. do these <laughs> e-tolls e prescribe? Yes, they do. Uh, they're civil debts. Uh, Sanrol SOC, South African National Roads Agency Limited State-Owned uh, Corporation, mm. is subject to the Prescription Act just like any other business. So three years they've got and then the claim falls away. That's it. They've got to sue you within those three years. Correct. Or you have to admit uh, liability, liability, which no one would really have. do. Well, you've got to be some kind be, of yeah, stupid crazy. to do that. Yeah. But, and that's why. Um, so if you get uh, – sorry, are they are – they, are they trying to collect this this e-toll debt? Or they, Damn they, right they are. They're yeah, trying. Yeah. You know what? Ignorance is bliss. Uh, no, it's not only uh, – well, uh, knowledge is power. Ignorance is bliss. Tough mm. choice. Mm. But the fact is that, that if you are ignorant, you're your own worst enemy. Well, that's why you're here because, today, to tell people exactly. that they are – when they call you, when, 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 when Samuel calls or the agency calls and says, pay up – Say to them, please send me a photograph of each and every single gantry pass because that's the start point. They can't okay. load this on the credit bureaus. No. So what, what the only option is to sue you. They must get yeah. a judgment in court. Yes. They must get a judgment in court. You can't just go, look, I, I say no. Look at what debt collectors do in this country. One day you should have a show on debt collectors. I've got a recent example of a debt collector phoning a friend of mine because his daughter bumped into someone else's daughter at a party and that someone else's daughter dropped her cell phone and now the parents are, are saying, you pay half of, of the, a new cell phone. <laughs> and then they phone a debt collector and the debt collector phones them and uh, my friend and starts threatening them. Uh. You know what? Debt collectors, they actually... <laughs> Below bottom feeders like attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice of you, Howard. Okay. My pleasure. There's one thing I have to talk to you about because uh, we're going to run out of time soon. You've written extensively about the implications of being convicted of a crime, which is a road traffic offense, is also a crime, and how people land up with criminal records. Okay? That's a concern. What should people do if they get charged with exceeding the speed limit to a great extent or whatever it may be and they have to appear in court? What should they do? Well, they should definitely get legal representation mm -hmm. because to just simply roll over and do as 
a lot of people are advised by the police and the prosecutor says on the morning he says look pay you don't have to appear in court just pay up 400 rand or a thousand rand and you're out of here when your fingerprints have been taken by saps if you pay a fine an admission of guilt fine you will see that the J534s actually Mm. say that you will incur a criminal record. They Mm. don't say that you will. They say that you may. Mm. Well, trust me, there's nothing may about it. The second your fingerprints have been taken by SAPS and you pay an admission of guilt fine for any offense, you will have a criminal record. That means that you will not be able to travel. That means that you will not be able to get a job. And that means that that is going to stick with you for a minimum of, of 10 years before you can Okay, apply. so you're charged with, with exceeding the speed limit yes. uh, to a great extent. Yes. You, there's no admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come to court uh, on the Monday. The pro- you may have even have been locked up on the weekend. Yep. The magistrates, uh, the prosecutor says, okay, plead guilty, uh, or you can, sign, you can pay an admission of guilt. Should you get an attorney? What do you do? I mean, you how sh- do you fight these things? You absolutely should. Whenever mm. you have been charged with any criminal offense and you've been arrested and detained and your fingerprints have been taken, yeah. get yourself competent legal advice. Mm, competent. And that competent legal advice does not come from the person who is trying to prosecute you. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> with due respect. Oh. When they turn around to you and they say, Save yourself the time. You don't really need to get an attorney. They're going to rip you as far as their fees go, etc. That kind of thing. Never, ever, ever trust somebody who's trying to prosecute you. Okay, so you get an attorney or you get hold of Howard at Justice Project SA, JPSA. There's a, there's a wonderful remedy called diversion. Yes, indeed. Okay. Do you want to talk about what diversion is? Yes, indeed. Um, Diversion is available to to most people for most petty crimes or, or let's say not so serious crimes. Yeah. You're certainly not going to get diversion for murder, mm-hmm. but for for something like um, exceeding exceed, the speed limit. exceeding the speed limit, there is a distinct possibility. And diversion is very simple. It's an agreement between yourself and the state that you will subject yourself to certain remedial measures, usually. And community you go and clean, service. You go and clean the the offices of the no. of the zoo or something. Well, I, I th- that's yeah. community service. Yeah. My view is re- remedial um, a- action when it comes to road traffic offences should involve things like going cleaning the floors at the mortuary and at, at, at the um, at the trauma unit. But the example. case is actually pulled out of court. Correct. It's withdrawn. The charges are provisionally withdrawn Provi- yes. until such time as you have completed that diversion program. Mm. And then they are withdrawn permanently. Okay, so there will be no record ever. Nothing. 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 You div- diverted out of the criminal justice and system. And learn a lesson. Yes. Okay. Just understand that the National Prosecuting Authority does keep records on diversion. Mm. So if... I come along and I apply for diversion the first time. And then I think, well, that was easy. And I go and do it again. Mm-hmm. If I apply for diversion, the chances are I'm not going to get it. I think with diversion you need an attorney or you not necessarily. Not necessarily. You can be, uh, it can be done privately. Yeah. There have been some. You, you've done many of these, Howard. I've, I've you've, done many. You've, you've many, assisted many, 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 many people. Many. What, what actually is JPSA? What do you do? And how do people get help from you? Well, J- yeah, JPSA is is a civil non-profit organization that assists p- 
people with road traffic matters. The fact is that that we have to do that from behind the scenes a lot of times, so we have to make sure that the underlying law itself is actually correct. Mm. That's why this fight with the Auto Act. But then we need, in some circumstances where people fall on the wrong side of that law, to assist them just to make sure that they don't get screwed over. Please don't for one second think that JPSA or I are here to protect people from their own criminal wrongdoing. Not a chance. But what we are here to do is to make sure that you have the right information at your fingertips and that you are not abused and your rights are not abused. There was an incident that happened Sorry, a, a week uh, w- One question. Can you, for yes. drunk driving, can you get diversion? Yes, in Cape Town, um, mm. you, uh, under certain circumstances. Oh. You, you, you know what? The kind of uh, diversion that you should get for driving under the influence of al- alcohol is to be made to jump from the uh, 10th floor of the building. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you, you, yeah, you're yeah. just so dumbass if, if you actually get into a motor car and, and drive it these days. If, you know, if a guy's had a few extra drinks at a party no, or no, something. No, no, no. If you've had I mean, any drinks, let's, don't let's, drive, finish. We, we know that. You use Use... Uh, Paid transport, Uber. we know that. Yeah, but if anyone does that. get into trouble, yeah. there is a possibility of diversion. There is a possibility of diversion. Yeah. And uh, look, it's de- there it's dependent on a lot of things, including the level by which you exceed mm. the, uh, the, the limit. Alcohol, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, don't take it as a given. And in fact, I, I just want to warn people, don't take it as a given that you will be given Diversion anywhere in South Africa for any offence. Last two three minutes, our drivers' licences are sacrosanct to us. It's it's special to us. It can't be easily taken away unless you contravene the law. This this nonsense about losing it to e-tolls or to that kind of stuff is just a scare tactic, isn't it? When a points demerit system is implemented in South Africa, you will have your driving license suspended if you exceed the tolerance. Of uh, demerit points mm. It depends what the underlying charges are And how they relate to in, to incurring those demerit points And remember that points are not taken away from you They are added to your driving license This is not a driver rewards program <laughs> It is a driver demerit program yeah. 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 Before we let you go Howard Anything else you want to talk to us about? What's the latest? Well, you know You've got two minutes. Very simply, if you don't want to fall on the wrong side of the law and get abused, and 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 I'm actually being very frank now, Mm. the the amount of times that I get people contacting me and saying, I'm a law-abiding citizen, I pay my fines. You're not a law-abiding citizen if you pay your fines. You are a law-abiding citizen if you don't incur your fines. Mm. Mm. Plain and simple. So the fact is, in order to avoid the kinds of horrible abuse that take place, and trust me, there's a lot of it, mm. just don't go and break the law. The rules of the road are actually very simple to, to follow. You're not special. Mm. And, you know, just because you happen to be in a hurry for a meeting or, or the like does not give you a special little noddy badge that you can put on. Can and you drive be arrested at a roadblock? You can, if there's a warrant for your, your arrest. arrest. Yeah. Under the Arta Act, there are no 
warrants for arrest. In Johannesburg, can you be arrested? In Johannesburg and Swanee. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Because if you have committed a bylaw uh, offense, like, for exa- example, dumping, and you're given a Section 56 written notice to um, appear in court, mm. and you don't appear in court, the magistrate will issue a yeah. warrant for your arrest. If you haven't appeared in court, absolutely. Mm. We've been listening to Howard Dembovsky. It's always a treat to have you in studio, Howard, even though your voice is a bit tired today. Mm. Have you been shouting somewhere? Where have you, where have you been? You're standing on a soapbox. I, I have to <laughs> warn everybody. I've given up smoking. Oh, uh, <laughs> well And I have a severe, severe... Because uh, your, your voice is very different. Uh, Are you irritable and aggravated? <laughs> That's how I like to see you It's been an absolute pleasure to our listeners Thank you for listening Until next week Lions, cheers and cheers to everybody Thank you This is CliffCentral.com